Okay. Before we embark on the uh, textbook of Betochen, I just want to share with you that the idea of that this is what we're and what we need to do during this time is not my own. There are, I've heard many drushes over the last two, two and a half weeks, and they've all mentioned that they asked the Gedele Yisrael, people that speak, and Mashpiyam, and they all said that the, what you need to right now speak about for Klai Yisrael is how to be Mechazik in Betachen. And we mentioned it a little bit, that we're in a time of Chevli Mashiach, the birth pangs of Mashiach, which I'll elaborate on in a minute. And Chazal tells us the test is going to be in Amuna. That's what the test is going to be. You are going to wake up one morning and hear that 1,400 people were killed in, in a few hours in the most difficult ways. And the question is going to come to your head. Hashem, where were you? It doesn't... And this is a question that is bothering many and understand that this is the Nesoyen of Chevle Mashiach. And unless we can internalize and understand exactly what Betachen is and how it's supposed to be Betachen when things look so non betachenable right? And we have to understand and we're going to explain that. But I, when people are telling me, I spoke to Erl close to all of us that have mentioned that Rabbi Halper never had such Nesoyinus in Emun, and I'm like, that's where it's at. This is the Nesoyin. We're starting the parishes of Ramavino now. What were all ten of his Nesoyinus about? Every one of them at the end of the day was about how Akash Baruch could do something to him. Make your father, go leave your father's house at this age, uh, go bring your kid as a car, jump into fight. Hashem, what's, I, I'm, your, I'm your number one man here. So you understand that this is all Nesoyinus. Avram Avinu's Nesoyinus, we're in Amunah. That's where Nesoyinus are. So if you're having problems, I shouldn't say challenges, in Nesoyinus, I want you to know you're, you're, you're perfectly normal. And as I mentioned, this is where we say Tzadik Be'amunasoy Yechia. That means, what's going to keep someone alive during Chavah Mashiach? So we spoke about it recently. Yechia means two things, alive and not dead. What else does Yechia mean? We said from the Nitziv, Chai Veloi Atzvus. Or not with depression, because someone who's depressed has no life. Someone who lives in fear has no life. But Tochen is going to do two things. It's going to keep you alive during the birth pangs of Mashiach. And it's going to keep you, as we titled the topic, live through the Chevel Mashiach and not just survive. And we're going to get into very detailed explanations. First, I want to share with you, and this is something is an entire share how do we know we're in Chavle Mashiach now? The Mar Makaimis that we have in Chazal, that Goygumagag, you know, we lean. When do we lean about Goygumagag? The Haftar speaks about the word Goygumagag. On Sukkis. It was on Sukkis. And look in Chazal, Chazal say, all over the place. Uh, Chazal say, I mean, uh, Chazal, Svarmakdashim say, the reason is, is because uh, Muhammad's Gaigumagik is going to start on Sukkis. Believe it or not, some say, but not on Sukkis, because it's not right after Sukkis. And I can show you Midrashim, not for now, Parshish Pinchas, Medrash Rabbah, with the Pirish of Tzeres Tzian, where he says clearly, what's the point of Shemina Tzeres? No mitzvahs. It's to remember that there's going to be a Gaigumagik that will start on Shemina Tzeres. That's going to be the Yantif 
That's the whole point of Shemina Tzeres. Remember, it's going to one day be a Mechemes Goyim Market that starts on Shemina Tzeres. So, whether it's going to be straight, it's going to have a break in the middle, the beginning of the end has started. Whether it's going to be short or long, painful or painless, we will speak about, that's all up to us. Okay? But just so we understand, the Abar Benel, Sefi Sefi Cheskel, where he mamish prophesizes, goes on to say, oh, it's going to be Sukkot, and right after Sukkot, the whole Gagimaga, he speaks out, the whole components of Sukkot is because of Gagimaga. It's scary to look back and now and see what's written. Uh, the Sefer used to lament about Gagimaga starting on Sukkot. And the Sefer said, you know, his yard says, Chafei Tishrei, the 25th of Tishrei. He said, uh, the Talmidim said they did that, so his yard site should be during the days of Gagimaga, it should be as a, to try to help out. We need the Sukkot. Like, you're talking about a lot of very interesting things like that. So we're definitely in Gagimaga, which we'll explain. But what's the point over here of Gagimaga? The point is that if it is Gagimaga, the survivors will be those with Betachem. And the way we will get out is when we reach the level of Betachem. We continue fighting and putting our faith, which we've spoken about many times over the last week, and we still put our faith in the wrong things. We missed the boat of Gagimaga. The point of Gagimaga is the mission in sight. It tells us we will have faith in nothing else besides the Kushbaru. The world will be such a scary place that you will not put faith in the police force, not in the Israeli army, not in the American army, not in the world. Kalei is going to find themselves with no friends. I think we're doing a great job already. And we are going to have no trust. As the mission site says, before Mashiach comes, we will have nothing else. We're going to feel so alone. If you're not feeling it yet, give yourself another few minutes. Okay? But we're feeling alone like never before. Why? That's what we need to feel to want to turn to Kosh Baruch. Because, you know, we're not thinking about it. Now, I mentioned, does Goygu Magog need to be painful? We spoke about this at Chal Shudas this week. The Rechaim says, no, it does not. It depends if we're easy, flexible, or difficult. If we're stubborn, it has to be difficult. If we're easygoing and we come around, we get, we get it quick, it can be very, very smooth. This is where we are. So here's my question. How could someone tell us not to be scared? There seems to be a, a commandment from the Torah not to be scared. There's a Pasuk in Pasha Shaftim that says that if you're going to go out to war and you're going to see a big army with lots of soldiers, right? And lots of susim. The Cheshbach warns us, don't be scared of them. Because I'm with you, I'm walking with you, and don't go. So it's an obvious question. What do you mean? What if, what if I am scared? So that's a pet question I think many people have. And we'll expound on this through, through the Chayvah Zababas. But the stifler says something incredible. He says it depends why you're scared. He says some people have scared personalities. He says that it's not your fault. That's just who you are. Then there are people who make themselves scared. They sit and they read and they watch and they listen. He says that's where the Yisra the Raisa comes in. Who asked you to make yourself scared? And then you're going in and you're looking how big it is and how wide it is. He says, that's where the Avera is. A person has to recognize that if HaKosh Baruch made you a person of fear, we'll see how we're going to get rid of the fear. But that's one thing. A person makes himself scared. That is Mamish Alavnatur. And a person has to be very, very careful. And also he says, why? What are you scared of? If you're scared of their big armies in this, and Be'ez Hashem is Baruch, as we start we will see the answers to all these questions, how we could not be scared and how the Torah could command that.
I'm going to ask you a question. Who decided that Chayvus Alvavis is the textbook of Betach? It's pretty much unanimous. Everyone agrees. Interesting. Here's one of the Rishayim, Rabbeinu Bachai, Rabbeinu Bachia. How you call him, right? The one who wrote Rabbeinu Bachia on Chumash. The question I have is, who told us? Who was the one that said that this is the way to go? You ever wonder about that? So I'm going to tell you the greatest Haskama. Hashem. Interesting? The Beis Yosef, I think many of you have heard about this, had a Magid, had a Malach that used to come along with him. Did you hear about that? And he wrote a Sefer, a diary called Magid Mesharim. Did everything the Magid told him. And that was a Malach. And Rebelli Lapian brings this. And the, in his Sefer, Magid Mesharim, the Malach tells him, if you want to be a good Jew, make sure to go through the kids of Chayvus Habavis every single month. Can you imagine? A Malach Menashe comes down and tells him the Chayvus Habavis is the way to go. So I mean, imagine the Rambam said this, it is the way to go. Imagine Rashi said, imagine Rabbi Moshe Feinstein said, so you have a Malach who came to the Beis Yosef and told him, even someone on the level of Beis Yosef, you know what you need in your life? A dosage of El who sent a Malach down in this world to do what? To tell the Beis Yosef to learn Chayvus Habavis. What are we supposed to say? So you think we should? You think we'll gain from it? What do you hold? Most likely, the Chayvus Havavis is the safer, the textbook on Betochen that we will base Hashem see and learn. I just feel there's one mistake in Betochen that I'd like to the Helige Chaznish. The Chaznish wrote an unbelievable safer called Amur Betochen on Amur Betochen, and I just want you to know something he writes. He says it's a huge mistake people have in Betochen. I want to use this as an introduction. He says, people think betachen means it's going to be good. It's going to be the way you want. That's not what betachen means. What does betachen mean? Betachen means it's going to be with precision and direct guidance of Kosh and it will not be left to, out to the elements to, to solve. I want to repeat this very clearly. Betachen means not a single one of the 1,400 people killed. Chas was killed without a prior authorization the day before Neshan Arav. There is no single terrorist in the world that has the power over a single yid. And to sit and say, oh, if we would have done this, I cannot tell you how much in the media saying, if we would have not let the Gazans in to work here, they wouldn't have been able to take notes, they wouldn't have been able to, they wouldn't have nowhere to go. They left people. There was even a woman with two children that were already taken captive to the fence. The woman says that she took a cabal on to keep Shabbos, whatever it was, and the guy said, oh, go, drop them off. There's stories, they took people, they put them down, they let them go, they went and took someone else. It was exact. Don't think for a second that this was random, Khalilo. That's a lack of a talk. I thought that man had Bechira. Like we say, for example, that one of the explanations of when uh, Cain killed Hevel, Dameh, uh, Great. That person was supposed to die. Great question. So that speaks about it when it speaks about throwing in the pit. It's an entire conversation. Um, no. The people that were supposed to die had died. The, Ham- the other Hamas people had Bechir not to be murderers. Whatever. If they had Bechir. But uh, the, the person who was supposed to die is supposed to die. If someone's not supposed to die, I guess it's a whole new conversation if you want to have it, Cannot be killed by someone. Absolutely not. That's the famous uh, Arachim Akadosh who speaks about why he said throw them into the pit. Why does he say throw Yosef into the pit? 
and let the scorpions. Uh, yeah. He says, because we could kill, right? That's a very controversial Chaim who says that humans could kill without. That, that's that's what we're referring to. Yeah, yeah that's what we're referring right. to. So that, that's a very big machlech. Like, yeah. But Lamaisa, whoever was killed, I mean, it, no one was off Akashbahu's radar screen. And it means like this. If we would have done X or Y, it would have stopped it. That's that's not true. Betachan means they were not, nobody was left free. That's what Chazanish explains Betachan. That means I believe in Munashalaima that whatever happened had to be authorized by Akashbahu. We'll get to that Bechir. That gets into the Bechir question. I want to be clear. No one died that was not authorized to die. Pashtas. Okay? Now, I want to just say, this is just something that, why is that an important thought to have? Because without having that thought, your person lives a terrible life. That means you, you sit and say, had I just not put my finger in the cutter or next to the knife, I wouldn't have cut my finger off. Your whole life you live with that thing. No, it doesn't work that way. Your finger is going to get cut off somehow. It would have been in the door. It would have been with your finger. And it makes a person's life much, much easier. So, I want to, I'm going to share with you the beginning, the first few lines of the Chavis Lavavis, where he defines, if I ask you, give me two words that Betachen is defined by. What does Betachen give you? So the Chavis Lavavis begins, it gives you two words. Menuchas Hanefesh. Well, let's translate. What does Menuchas Hanefesh mean? There's no word in English for it, by the way. Peace, tranquility, no. Menuchas and Nefesh means you have no stress and agitation ever. Okay? You need to understand what that means. I'll tell you how extreme this is. Does anyone ever hear the say for Archa Sadiqim? So he has a shar for every single thing. Gaiva, Anava, this. He doesn't have any Ambatachan. You know why? You know what shar it's in? In his, in his single, in his shar hasimcha, he has betachan. Because it's not a separate entity. Because what is betachan? It brings a person to something. You understand? That's where he puts betachan. He doesn't have it as its own thing. I want you to know, betachan is a person's ability to be, to, 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 to be healthy and happy. I'm just going to tell you that Rabbi Shalom Zalman Orbach had a letter from the Altof and Kelm that his daughter wrote him that she's very sick and she went to that the greatest doctor and whoever it was in, in, in Europe, and the doctor told you, you're healthy, your issue is that you have too much stress in your life. If you get milchas and nefesh, you won't have any problems. She writes to her father. She says, Tati, all I heard from you growing up was milchas and nefesh. Milchas and nefesh is the source of all the problems. I go to the doctor, the doctor tells me that's what, that's what I'm suffering from. So the Alta Kelm wrote her back, ask him where the pharmacy sells it. Uh, which pharmacy? He says, you, I, you learned it in my house. What do you buy milk and nefesh? doctor says, go get milk and nefesh. It's, it's not fair to do that. A doctor could tell you, go get a medicine. What does milk and nefesh mean? It's impossible for a guy who lives a life of Nawashkachapratis to have real milk and nefesh. Because you can always think if, and, and, but. A yid gets a job, loses a job, gets a diagnosis, doesn't get a diagnosis, gets this, gets that, lives with a certain piece of tranquility. That number one, it's divine. Number two, it's divine by a father. This is given to you with love from who? From a father. And that's where the key is. And I want to start the first few lines of Chavis Avavis where he writes how the gift of a token is Menuchas and Nefesh. I want you to listen to this. Amar Hamachab. Okay? 
just don't be the fellow and read it outside, you'll be fine without a safe. But nay, he first explains that the shar before this is shar of Bayez Halikim. And he says, Re'isi lahabi achra ma'asha hutzorach yoyser mikal hadvarim lo'ayvi lo'kim izbarach. What's the, he, he writes the previous shah, Shah Abayda Salikim. Then he writes, now I'm going to bring in the next shah, the most important thing that what? That Ayyad Hashem needs. Can you imagine? This is it. V'hu habitachin Allah v'chaldavar. He says the number one thing for you to be in Ayyad Hashem, we will see why. You can't learn if you don't have Nukhaz and Nefesh. You can't daven. You can't do anything. The gift of Menuchas Nefesh is a spiritual and physical gift. So what does he say? He says, You're going to have greatness with this in Ruchnius and Gashmius. What does that mean? I need to explain you. He is not talking about here that you should be able to sit and sip lemonade. Chavazavavus writes an order to not... If you walk around life and every day your mood is affected by what's going on around you, how could you possibly serve HaKadosh Baruch? How could you possibly function? People have told me I've not functioned the last two and a half weeks. That is a huge problem. You're allowed to be sad. You're allowed to be not functional. Depressed has no makam for a ventire. Someone who's a believer cannot be depressed. Why? That means you're in a situation of despair. This is a hopeless situation. Khalila. If you recognize that Akashbah is the one that put us into the situation, and he can take us out. You're busy listening to the news that there's gonna be a war. Do you know that Akashbah could put into the minds tomorrow of world leaders and this entire thing can be dismantled? There won't be none. There will not be a war. I know they promised they're going in, they, they promised many things. They also promised to keep the people on the other side of the wall safe, right? In Gaza. They didn't pull that off, right? So stop with the promises. We're convinced today there's going to be a war. Why? Because that's what everyone said. We also know who's getting involved already. It's, it's Pasha Kosh flicking on Iran's head, yes or no. Oh, by the way, America could turn around tomorrow and not help us. I know everyone thinks for sure not. Wait and see. It could happen very easily. What's Tully? Leib Malachim Saram Biyad Hashem. We stress out about all the things that could happen. We have zero impact on what could happen. The only impact we have, we will see, says the Chavis of Abbas, is, is when you put faith into something else, the Baruch leaves you alone and he says, let the other thing deal with you. We're going to see that. That's the scariest thing. If you put faith in your boss and you leave Hashem, Akash Baruch okay, I'll let your boss take it. Akash Baruch pulls away. That's the only thing that affects you. But what Negea to us is something absolutely incredible. He says, what you, the greatest menucha is what? Is menuchas nafsho yubetchone al-Hashem le'kob. K'mosheh ebed chayv v'toyech al-adoinov. M'neshem einenu b'yteach b'lekim b'yteach b'zulosik. Now listen to the next line. Umisha b'yteach b'zulos Hashem meiser le'kim ashkechosim e'olov. Umeniach o'sivad misha patach. That is the saddest line. In the Sefer Chavzalavas, the most scary line. You have an issue with Shabbos. Your boss wants you to stay till Mamish, 10 minutes to Shabbos. You're ready to leave. What happens? And you decide, no, my boss doesn't want to charge. I'm going to stay, even though it's halakhically a problem, because I want to make my boss happy. Hello? What did you just say? Who's in charge of your career? 
your boss. You know what Kashbach says? Says the Chavos of Abbas. Kashbach says, you know what? I'm going. You want him to be a boss? I'll pull away. The Abish says, Meiser Hashkachasim Yalov. So you do your betachin impacts. Who's in charge of your life? If a person is scared of the people around them, you just empower them. If a person's mind memorizing that a guy cannot pick up a fist or a knife or a gun at you, without Baruch authorizing, what happens? We all know the famous school of from Chaim Velazhna, right? If someone's in a situation and he says he thinks ain't oy there's nothing but Baruch what happens? He cannot. People did it through the Holocaust tens of times. The, the gun will not shoot. The knife will not go. If a person genuinely internalizes, why? Because you just went ahead and you made everything else powerless. By saying, you are the only one in power, no one else has power over you. You decide who has power over you. Avram Avinu in this week's parasha gets thrown into the fire. Doesn't burn. Why? And last week's parish, whatever it is. Why? He had no one else had any power. He believed in nothing else besides the Kushbar. And then, that's what you have. It's very scary. You're ready to empower these people around you. You walk around the street scared and you say, ah, what's going to be with them? They're in charge. We're going to work how? Again, we didn't get to any house yet. But understand the scary part of this. So again, it is the two opposite sides. It is the greatest by Teach. What does that mean? It is the greatest gift of security and serenity it is also the greatest scariness it's, it's, it's the greatest fear why if you drop a kashbah what happens you're done understand how scary that is i just will finish with a very very powerful story that tomorrow brings down and this will be just a, a, a as an introduction to understand what does this mean betachen it's a fascinating gemara there's a Gemara in Gittin Dafnon Ches. I'll finish with this Gemara. It's a magnificent Gemara. The Gemara says that Rabbi Shua ben Hananya went to Rome. This was during the time of the Chorban. And he was told by the people there that there's a young boy in jail. Now, this is very close to home. A young kid, captive. Usually it doesn't happen. We're living through that period of time right now. A young kid captive. And what happened? They called him Yefeye Nayan, had beautiful eyes. Toivroi, good looking. His hair is very neat and put together. Can you imagine that's how you describe something? And what do you think the Tana does? The Tana is a good looking kid. Since one's an interest of Tana. The Tana goes, Really? Take me to the jail. He went to the jail. Obviously, he couldn't get in. He went to outside his cell. And he screamed the following Pasuk. Me Nasan Lemeshisa Yaakov Yisrael Abayzim. The first half of the pasuk. Who allowed Yaakov to be open and vulnerable to the nations, and who allowed Klaishol to be Abayzim to the people that literally what they did two weeks ago? Who allowed this? This is the beginning of the pasuk. Okay, interesting story. He screams the pasuk into jail. What happens? The kid screams out the second half of the pasuk. Halei Hashem. This is a Baruch that we didn't listen to him, we didn't keep his Tyra. That's the end of the Pasuk. I'm listening to Okay, great story. Comes from Yeshua and he makes a declaration. Muftachani, I guarantee 
he'll be a Moira Rav Yisrael. He'll be someone that directs people in Eretz Yisrael. He's going to be a director, he's going to be a leader in Klai Yisrael. I will say, and he swears that he will not leave until he redeems him. He raises an astronomical amount of money. He re- redeems him. And the Gemara says, Taki became Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha. Not Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha that was killed during the Asurga uh, Malchus. That was during Baisheni. Later on during the Tkuf of Yavne, uh, 50 to 100 years later, there was another Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha. Can I ask you a question? Does any part of this story... How many kids, if you read them the first half of the Pasuk of the Bar Mitzvah Parsha, can read back the second half? None, right? So you go to a jail. Here he's a good-looking, put-together kid. So you go to the jail. You scream the first half of the Pasuk. He screams back the second half of the Pasuk. And what do you say? Muftachani! This is going to be an Adam Godlam And you raise tons of money to get him out of jail. Other questions plentiful on this Gemara? So there's a magnificent safer. Written by a year that was never killed in the Holocaust. He put out a Sefer right before the Holocaust. And his introduction to the Sefer, it's really when the Holocaust was already brewing, he asks his kasha, listen to what he says. He says, you know, you missed the whole Gemara. He said he heard that there's a boy who has a nine yafas, nice eyes. His eyes are not swollen from crying. Tairoi, he has a good perspective on life. His hair is put together. He's not disheveled. What does someone in captivity usually look like? Someone who's captive by the Romans. You know what they did to the kids? Those were Hamas's rabbin. The mamas did to kids what they, what they did. And he goes and he's, he's in captivity there. What should he look like? His eyes should be swollen with tears, disheveled, not care how he looks. No. He heard there's a kid that's put together. And he, he says, either this kid is what? doesn't care about what's going on. or So he says, let me test him. He goes and he screams. What is the reason behind the Kleisholz being so hefker, vulnerable to anyone? And the kid screams out, it's Hashem who did it because we didn't listen to his tire. And he hears that, why is the kid not crying? Why is the kid not lost? Because he recognized that who put him into jail? He said, Kishbrok, put me in. I'll take me out. He didn't get Blind. He could be in captivity and what? And he's fine. Why is that? Because of his arms. And what does he say? Muftachani is going to be a Meirahira. He is going to show people a way of living. He is going to be someone who could go through a tragedy and through a tsar and what? He's sitting in jail with Toiroi Yifei He has a good perspective. He's put together. He's not getting broken. Why? Because he recognized what, what, what he screamed at the end of the Pasuk. Because we, we sent Akash Baruch and he's the one that put us in here. My dear friends, you know how this boy survived captivity? When he recognized 100% that he wasn't randomly clutched and then he could think, well, you know, and then he could think, um, oh, maybe they could have got someone else. Maybe they could have, uh, they could have grabbed someone else. No! That thought is trafe. He said, they grabbed me, but don't worry about it. It's my father in heaven. I'm not alone. He was able to keep Understand what impressed Rabbi Shul Bechananya? He said, This person's going to be a Tana one day. He's going to be a murderer of Israel. What do we look like when something happens? What do we look like now? Do you look like you, were, you feel thrown around to, to the animals? Like as if there's no one that's watching us? Which some people look around and feel that way. Or are you willing to say, No, we were taken by Kashbahu and locked up? We were taken by Kashbahu and we were made vulnerable. Yes. But not because it fell out. Because of why? 
Hakadosh Baruch Hu put us there. You understand the fundamental difference? That's shot in this fascinating Gemara. He said, "Wow, if a kid can keep that kind of composure, even though he's in a jail with the Romans, because he knows he was put in by Hashem, why? Because if you recognize that Hakadosh Baruch Hu put us into this, and you trust, He'll get us out of this, and He put us in for a purpose, which we're going to get to in the Chavos of Office when He explains these things. Am I clear? <clears throat> You're not alone." The Svetlana Rebbe was in solitary confinement for two years. And he came out, and they took him out, and he was normal. And they said to him, we never had this. You lock up someone for two years in solitary confinement, alone, no one ever came out normal. How are you normal? He says, I was not alone. The guy fell on his head. He goes, God did not leave me for one second. He said, I was here with HaKosh Baruch Hu. He survived two years of solitary confinement, came out, he was a leader. It's a different program. This is what this little kid did, and this is how we knew he was going to be. Tyrion, we're all in the situation now of that little boy, vulnerable captivity. Do you recognize this was done by Kajbaru? And just like he put us into this, he's going to get us out? Or do you think we just fell into this because we're off the radar screen? Khalila. But talking will get us through because we're going to recognize. Now, again, it's, it's not something that's going to happen overnight. But what, what are we going to recognize? We were put in here by Kajbaru, we're going to count it. And remember, what is it? That, that's what the Chavaz Baba starts. The greatest gift you're going to get is Menuchas Ha Nefesh. Serenity. Like this little boy had in jail. We're going to learn from him. You could go through a situation of being jailed and not lose for a second your composure, your serenity. Okay? That's the goal. We have to stop here, but that's going to be the goal that we're going to learn. Okay?